Hey everyone, it is March 5th, 2019, and welcome to another Brooklyn Baritone Podcast. Hey, thank you guys for joining me, all two of you people who are listening out there. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out to listen to either the whole thing, two minutes, two seconds. Uh, I hope I do spark some interest in, in you. I'm flying solo today. Natasha is not here with me. I don't have any other guest speakers lined up. And this is like uh, in the middle-ish of the week. I'm trying to make sure I put out at least every week some quality content out there. Uh, Sunday is usually my goal day, but, you know, things happen, life happened, but I still added my mindset to get these topics out. Of course, we ran through a few of uh, social issues and issues and points about personal development, spiritual development, professional development as well. So I'm continuing that more social and political issue, financial issue, with racism, that heavy, heavy word that that's plaguing us right now, that's been plaguing us for a very long time. Um, there's so much things that are charged, so much people that are charged up behind it. Uh, well, usually I try to start off with the definition of racism, which is basically, if you don't know, the prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that someone feels they are superior, but it kind of uh, stares towards that. It's just the fact that you just feel that, you know, those certain peoples aren't deserving of certain liberties that you have. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it would mean that you feel you're superior uh, in a sense, but this word has caused so much issues and it seems to be uh, a mountain that so much of us cannot get around. So much of us civilized, intellectual, supposedly ethical or morally correct people still have this, this issue that we just cannot get past. Even if we are not the ones who are promoting it and we try our best to steer clear of it, it somehow some way finds its way to us in our lives, in our own words and words directed to us in our minds. So much things. Well, all right. Well, I was looking up basically, uh, well, not uh, just, just to refresh my mind. I knew of this fellow with racism, uh, well, the modern form of racism, because there's always been some form of racism, but just because it's happened in the past, in our history of human living on this planet, that doesn't mean that it's okay. There's many people out there that will feel that because it happened in the past, you know, oh well, it happened in past civilizations, it's just something that we do. No, it's something that people choose to do, and it's still a choice that people act out on their lives and they shape other people's lives, other groups' lives, 
uh, basically on very ignorant things. We're going to get down to all that. I'm not going to try and drag it uh, as much. I'm going to make sure I have myself focused because it can easily lead anybody to get charged up. So basically, okay, the origin of modern ra- racism. Well, we're going to go back real quick history lesson. Uh, this one German scientist, uh, this bloke by the name of Johann Friedrich Blumenbach. He's basically the guy who coined the phrases that we, as we know today of the ethnic groups of, uh, Afri- of American, Mongoloid, Caucasian, all those things. He's the guy who pretty much, uh, promoted those terms. Now, I'm not too sure if there were any terms similar to that before. There could have been different types of breakdowns of races before, but for the modern part, for what we're going through now in our, in our culture, that's where the catalyst started. So, and that's basically a part of, you know, the evolutionary type of thinking. I'm going to cover some things, talk of some things that I know, of course, going to step on some toes, some people, people are not going to agree with it, but it's, it's quite all right. Because if you have everyone agreeing with you all the time, then something is wrong. All right. So going forward, the origin of modern racism, we, I just talked about the Johan bloke. And then we also have fast forward into many other types of uh, ideologies theories, mindsets, because he's the one who actually helped spark and catapult the whole uh, evolution thing. And we all know that evolution is usually tied to Darwin, even though there have been other people in history that have uh, uh, touched that subject before, talked about it, theorized about it, what have you. Uh, and Darwin also got, you know, some of his motivation from his grandfather, actually. But Darwin was just, this happened to be the face behind that movement now it's one thing for it to be a theory but it's another thing for it to be put into practice and to be put into practice with such dubious intent because whether you want to admit it or not racism is a direct product of evolution no matter how much you may love your beloved Nietzsche or your beloved Dawkins, Stephen Hawkins, whoever it is, when you get down to it, racism is is a direct product of evolutionary theories and thoughts and practices. This is why we have the breakdown of the species, the ethnicities, showing that some are more superior than others, which we know is not true. You may have, of course, differences of ethnic groups, but as many people say, you peel away the skin, we're all the same underneath, basically. Okay, so this was so long ago where it's it's been since like the 1800s, 1700s in the making as far as the modern impact of racism, uh, and it has such a stronghold on us today. Now, one reason being, one major reason being is that it's all about education. Because if you wish to shape generations to come, you have to get into 
the academic side of culture, of society. So now you have to start pushing this. It can't just be a few people spouting something. You have to actually grow legs and get money behind it, get clout behind it, get governments behind it, get universities behind it. You have to get a lot of, of, of power behind it to move this train. And this train has been moving and running people over. Countless people, countless lives have been lost. Countless dollars have been pumped into this. Countless pages have been printed to promote this. So, you know, I understand why people are upset now, but you have to know the origin of everything or else you're just going to be sitting there spinning your wheels, trying to out argue the next person or trying to find a way for people to coexist. You have to understand the origin of everything. That is where you at least know where it started, how it started and how to tackle any problem. If we have the power to do so in the future. Okay. So basically Evolutionary practices, check. So racism has been so successful because when you look at it, evolutionary theories have been promoted in universities where it shows the course in the that model, which favors the Caucasian people. Uh, I'm not saying because I don't like Caucasian people. It's just the truth. Uh, and, you know, if you take offense, then, you know, you just have to humble yourself and learn more about the real history. So going back to history now, back in the school, in the school books, universities were actually printing material and had professors teaching this stuff for centuries now, for centuries. Think about it. Cause I remember when I was growing up, when I was a young kid, okay, in my lifetime, I remember specifically reading about white man's burden. That was in my lifetime. I specifically remember reading about that. And back then I didn't really know that. And honestly, I bought into it to a degree because how they so eloquently described it, that the white man has had this such a burden to educate and civilize the Negro from Africa. You almost feel a, a bit of sympathy, like it's such a hard task to, to train these people to act like people. And this is what is taught. And many worse things have been taught in these United States and in the world. Now you think about that. In your lifetime. So you could think of how much young minds were so molded and impressionable in my generation. So think about the generation before me. Think about other nations with children around my age group that learned that. They grew up with the seed planted in their mind. Now you have millions and billions of people growing up thinking that one targeted set of people are super inferior, are vicious, are violent, are promiscuous, are lazy. This is pumped into the minds of children. Okay. I mean, I'm definitely going to talk about the word. So, you know, if you don't want to hear about that, cool. It's all right. But you're going to have to hear it from somewhere because it's linked to all of us and our histories and our future. This is why Yeshua, Christ, 
he, you know, the father too, just is totally disgusted by people who pervert children, not just talking about molestation or abuse physically, but mentally. We are teaching kids to be perverse when they grow up. This he cannot stand. And I understand why, because when you mold children, you're molding the future. And then those seeds that you planted are going to grow up and germinate and then pump more seeds of that twisted logic. So I gave a brief synopsis in my lifetime. So imagine the generation before me and then the generation before that generation and then the generation before, you know, and it goes back and back so far back now where elementary schools are teaching this. Universities are teaching this. Professors are teaching this to their now intellectually acclined audience of future industrial leaders, future doctors, future managers, future business owners. Do you, so you understand what I'm saying? This has been the straight propaganda. This is where it comes from. Not people could take statistics all they want. That's all part of the brainwashing. That's all part of the programming. It's all program. You have to ask yourself, why is it that only certain types and parts of, of history is taught to us, is revealed to us on a fly? But then when you get older or you get exposed to more things, it's like, hey, I never knew about this. Why weren't we taught this? Because there's an agenda behind it. Isn't it? If, Things cannot be transparent. I mean, there's an, there's an agenda. I am wholeheartedly a, a strong believer in living as transparent as possible. In this world, it's very hard to be super transparent because you never know who's going to mean you harm. So you don't want to put too much of your information out there. But live a life where things don't come back to you. Because you're hiding something, that means something is wrong. So if they're hiding parts of history, something is wrong. There's an agenda going on, has been going on, propaganda has been going on. It's, it, this is not a rabbit hole. This is a, uh, a layer of rabbit holes, if, if you want to use that term. Because there's so much that I've learned and so much that I'm still learning. I know a lot of people who I talk with, who I know, they know a good amount. And there's still so much more that I can learn from them and so much that I know that they don't know. And it's frustrating because you're trying to figure out what the problem is. So we got pretty much the historical part for education where textbooks have been tampered with. The university curriculum has been tampered with. And now we're also going into the legal arm of it because yes, there have been many laws and policies that's in this country alone, many other countries as well, where they made it a point to target people of color. A lot of Aboriginal people are, are just like nowhere near in their past glory. When you see what was done to many of the Native Americans here, you don't hear about how um, the U.S. Army was used to try and fight the Native Americans, and they couldn't fight them, so they went and killed countless buffalo to the point of extinction to starve out the supply of food and trade and commerce in the way of life for the Sioux Indians. 
to the point where you crippled them. You don't hear about that in history until unless you actually go for a specific focus curriculum in college. Usually you don't hear so much about the, like the, the massacres in Rosewood and even 1921 Tulsa, Oklahoma city with black wall street based off of this racism. And that was actually again with the military playing a major part, unfortunately of doing the first aerial bombing because it could be argued with whether actual military was used, what the guard was called out where they had vehicles with machine guns strapped on it. And they had actually airplanes outfitted with machine guns and dynamite was being dropped, but okay, but I don't want to get too far down. That's just an example of history that so much people don't know, or they will hear about it and not even hear the whole story of it. So, you promote ignorance. This is basically psyops, psychological warfare. Cause you could control someone's mind. You could control basically how they're going to move, how they're going to act, what they're going to react to. So you keep people in the dark from certain things. Well, then they're not going to have any idea what the whole truth is. So we have a, an insane stronghold now based off of ignorance. And then we also have the ignorant part where the people who aren't affected by it, they're all good with it. Now, that doesn't mean to say everyone that's non-black is down with it. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there are a lot of people who just don't know and they don't care to know because they haven't been affected to that degree that people of color have been affected. Hasn't been in their bloodline, hasn't been in their lineage, hasn't been in their day-to-day -day interactions with other people, unfortunately. So a lot of people that's out there that's just like, well, you know, uh, it's bad, but it doesn't really apply to me. So I'm not going to put that much interest in it because I'm just trying to get mine. But then we also have the other side of it where the people who have been targeted for centuries with education, with the propaganda, with the laws, the legal action and institutions meant to cripple them and neutralize them systematically to keep them down, to make them sterile, to be made an example of that will have a direct effect. I don't care what anyone says. It will have a direct effect on the communal mindset. Because if you take someone, one person and you lock them up in a room, you starve them out, constantly beat them, constantly teach them, show them, force propaganda on them about how terrible they are, how inferior they are, how useless they are. Granted, you're going to have people who's going to be strong and fight, then you're going to have a lot of people who cannot fight after a while. They don't have that strength. They don't have the fortitude to recover. Because it's more than just physical, mental abuse. That goes straight down to your soul. It, hit, it hits you in the finances where there are systems specifically made to hold you back. And when I say that, I'm not speaking at the, the side of my neck. I've read a book. I need to go look into, but give me a second. I'm going to look at my audible. But at the same time, I read a book where it basically talked about not just redlining, but the actual acts 
and laws and policies put into place by government, federal and local through all states, and then also had the private corporations jumping in on it where it made sure that people of color did not get the same opportunities to get equity, to get a home. So certain people in a nice side of town, which were suburbs, still have suburbs, were predominantly white. They were given the leg up. You already had a leg up in, in the industry where, you know, they made sure that certain people got good jobs. They were taken care of. We're going to give you a loan for your home. We're not going to charge you that much interest. So you got a good paying job, low interest. It's a good chance that you're going to pay that off. And it's going to be equity for you and your family. Whereas the other side of town redlined where there's not that much good housings. And if we do have people who slip through the cracks of getting a loan, we're going to charge them astronomical with the interest rates. And then we know it's going to be kind of slim pickings for certain people to pick up the slack. Um, if there's a will, there's a way. Many people have done it. Many people have done it. Do not get me wrong. But those opportunities were kind of far and few at one point in time. Those opportunities were hard to come by. So predominantly Caucasian families fared way better because by the time a non-white minority colored person of family was able to catch up a little bit, they were still behind in the race because they didn't have equity. By the time they got equity, the Caucasian families had equity. They flipped it. They were able to use that money and opportunities to go on and do better things. Okay. So the book I'm actually talking to you about is called, Oh, that was it playing by accident. It's actually called the color of law, a forgotten history of how our government segregated America by Richard Rothstein. I went through this book and it's very educational and it's good. I mean, not just to shut people up who say that black people need to just pull up themselves off from their bootstraps, but it also shows the, the disenfranchisement, the targeting, they even made it into law to hold people back, you know? So while I was talking about someone who's a straight up abused, there are many of us that are strong that are not trying to break. And there are people that are broken. After a while, they start to believe it. After a while, they lose value in themselves and their brethren around them. After a while, they start to act out the way you've programmed them to act out. Now, this whole thing with, with black people, it's a two-edged sword. One side, you do have to do better. No ifs, ands, or buts, you have to do better. Have a better sense of self. Have a better sense of your community. Have a better sense for your brothers and sisters. You know, it's not just, just drug dealers, but also the gangs. Also the people who don't want to do anything much with their lives. People who are so used to being on public assistance. It's one thing to be on public assistance, but still trying to get yours and build yourself up. It's another thing to just be on it and you're just on it and you're just on it and you're just on it. It's another thing on the other side of the coin where you have a centuries old system, a global, successful, psychological operation 
a global fund, globally funded operation with countless man hours behind it. Millions and billions, countless pages taught to people of the, the education systems globally have, have been geared towards teaching people to target you. So it's one thing you have yourself and your own people you have to combat and help draw together. And the other end, you have the world against you, regardless of how much that you want to stand up. And you can't stand up because we're made to stand up. Many of us have been cut down. That's a sad fact. But many of us don't stand up because we don't believe we can stand up. We have to educate ourselves, not just on black history, black power, because a lot of people feel that black history just stops at Kemet, a.k.a. Mizraim, a.k.a. Egypt. There's been many other nations of color before Egypt. And in a sense, that's kind of, that's, that's not even kind of, that's directly tied to where we are right now. Because when you look at the biblical part of it, in Deuteronomy 28, many people out there will know what that's about. Deuteronomy 28 very much vividly depicts us, the black peoples. Because it starts off kind of good if you follow the father, our forefathers, many blessings. But if you don't, which we know, if you do know your book, even a tad bit, you would know the people of Israel always had a problem. So what happens like if the father spares you consistently, 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 you go back into the world, he lets you taste what the world got to give you. You don't like it anymore. You come back and then you go back again. After a while, it's going to give you up. It's going to give you up. There's only but so much. Same thing with parents. A lot of parents, it hurts to, you know, discipline their child or even put their child out. But hey, listen, I'm going to give you chance after chance after chance. After a certain time, I'm going to leave you to your own devices. And a lot of people, unfortunately, my heart goes out to so much people, so much people who've, who've, been hurt by this. Now, I'm not trying to start race right. I'm just wanting to educate. But so many people just tap dance around or refuse to acknowledge, you know. But I'm going to just read one excerpt from Deuteronomy 28 before I cut out of here. It says here, 2816, I'm going to start. Why not? Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Okay? Let me look for another one real quick. Because here's another one. Uh, verse 30. 
Thou shalt betroth the wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build an house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and thou shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt not, and thou shalt have none to res rescue them. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. The fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed alway. There's a lot more to it, but basically this doesn't talk about what we recognize as Jews. That's a whole nother topic and subject and its own, this is directly talking about us here, many of us in America, Caribbean, even worldwide. But basically, you know, there's a lot more to it than this one set of peoples springing up and hitting another set of people. It's a lot more to it. But we have to always go back to the origins of everything. Everyone just needs to understand where this comes from. There's not going to be people who are going to be superior just because there's not going to be a set of people who is put here to be placed in servitude. We have to understand that people feel a way because we're pumped these things by the media. We are pumped these things by education. Even to this day, we are pumped at these things passed on by tradition. And so much people don't even know why they just know that they just don't like it because they're so used to it. You know, there's so much thing that we follow through with tra tradition and we don't even know really the cause of it. And that's the problem. We are too proud to really go past our own understandings and dig up the real history, the history that's been watered down. As I've highlighted earlier, the real history that's been covered up. Thankfully, we still have sources and books and publications that are readily available to us, to each and every one of us. But we got to get past the cell phones. We got to get past our pride. We have to get past our own opinions. We have to get past our own culture of people where we are around. You got to get out of your comfort zone. And I implore you, it'll behoove everyone to learn the history of us, of human beings on this planet, if we're going to have any kind of chance to help other people be their best selves, to help you be your best you. Now, I want to cut it short. I'm right at 30 minutes. There's so much more. Hopefully, I didn't ramble on too much, but usually I will have my wife here with me or in the future counterparts to help anchor me and not go too far, but that's all I have for now. Of course, it's going to be so much more. If you've enjoyed this, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to have more contact, more, more content. Listen out for me. Look out for me. I'm always going to put stuff out weekly. I'm going to put stuff out weekly, something fresh, something for everybody. I'm not going to always going to be hum glum. I'm going to have other spicy content and other things too but anyways this is Corey ashley thank you for listening to another brooklyn baritone podcast i hope i stirred something in you i hope even if you was listening to two words at least helped you with something anyways be blessed everyone walk good see you next time